1: Inside Sources. Inside, Inside Sources. America's Voice of Reason.
0: Boyd Matheson
1: on Utah's Home for Elevated Conversation.
0: Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Well, the headlines continue to be how we demonize those that we disagree with. We weaponize words and differences. We draw lines between us. We devalue the diversity that makes us strong. Could the answer to all of this be found in a thing called Holy Envy? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. Well, this is one of my favorite things, and I am so excited. I've been looking forward to this conversation with Barbara Brown Taylor. Uh, She is the New York Times bestselling author of a number of books, one in particular, Holy Envy, Finding God in the Faith of Others, which is so powerful. She's also a former Episcopal priest. She has taught world religions at Piedmont College for over 20 years. And she is here with the Wheatley Institute. And we'll talk about that event uh, in just a moment. But Barbara, thank you for carving out some time for us on I know what is a very busy and very hectic day for you.
2: I'm happy to talk to you before the snow comes.
0: Yes, (laughs) exactly. It's all about beating uh, the snow is the the real key. (laughs) And uh, you are here uh, with the Wheatley Institute. Uh, You're the keynote speaker at the 7th Annual Student Conference on Religion in the Public Square Uh, and obviously those Mm -hmm. importance of religious literacy and function, how that functions in a healthy democracy. Uh, But I want to start with this whole idea of holy envy Uh, because it's one Mm -hmm. of my favorite uh, things to look at and explore. And so just take us for a minute on your journey to holy envy.
2: I heard the phrase before I ever knew who said it or where or why, and I loved it. It was like good grief or freezer burn. It was just words put together that didn't belong together. And (laughs) it also is what I was already experiencing in my world religions class, which included a lot of site visits to Mm. Um, other people's places of faith, whether that was educational, religious, or about social involvement. So um, I was already experiencing envy when I traveled. I'm a Christian, and I would go to a mosque and watch people pray with their whole bodies yeah. and be envious of that. Or I'd watch um, quiet people on meditation cushions. Um, Praying for peace around the world in their own language And at any rate, I was envious I taught students who were largely Christian And who experienced the same thing but felt bad about it They felt like it was treasonous To find anything beautiful in another tradition So holy envy sounded like um, a key concept to me And um, I discovered it had a lot to do with BYU Where Krister Stendhal, who um, became bishop of the Church of Sweden um, after his visit, he he came here in 1978 for an interfaith conference, and in Stockholm, when there was a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints temple being built in Stockholm, there was local consternation about that, and he was called to the microphone to speak to the tension in the community, um, predominantly Lutheran country, um, that has been welcoming of immigrants from all over the world, but there was something scary to them about this huge, gorgeous temple being built in one of their suburbs. So to cut to the chase, he walked up to the microphone and proposed three rules for religious understanding. The first being, if you want to understand another religion, ask its adherents and not its enemies. And the second was, um, don't compare your best to their worst. And the third was, leave room for holy envy. And that's all he said about that. So, so he went on to demonstrate it by uh, actually writing for Mormon publications and um, writing for the encyclopedia about the practice of baptism of the dead, which he found touching as a, a Lutheran who didn't have anything like that practice in his own, own tradition. So he, he put his, his, uh, his life, his education, and his um, publishing skills uh, so powerful. Uh, to work to work on that, yeah it's, yeah, it's a lovely story. So I just made it my own in the class, and we can talk about that later.
0: Oh, I, I absolutely love that, and uh, we we experience that regularly on this show. Uh, just last week, we had uh, Bishop Phyllis Spiegel, uh, who is new to the state of Utah, the Episcopal uh, Bishop uh, for the state of Utah. We also had last year uh, the Archbishop Elpidophoros from the uh, Greek Orthodox Church of America join us and uh, and just so many opportunities to learn those nuances and those powerful things. And I know one of the things that you're going to be doing while you're here is helping these students uh, recognize how that holy envy and that uh, valuing the differences uh, can actually help mm-hmm. us, not just in terms of religious liberty and freedom, but actually in terms mm-hmm. of liberty and democracy.
2: It, yeah. Yeah. And there are constitutional scholars who will come in later and be able to talk about that with far more intelligence than I. But my topic is holy envy as common good and and that's the case I'll be trying to make is that at its best the, the what are called the great religions of the world, you know, the ones that last have all got teachings in them about how you treat people who don't belong to your faith. And the religions that last have all got uh loopholes about welcoming strangers and praying for people who wish to be your enemy and and trying to lessen the suffering of all sentient beings. And they've, they've all got ways in which they face the common good and not only their own good. So we'll be talking about that and um, about ways also that if if students are people of strong faith, this can strengthen their faith. Yeah. I think a lot of students worry it'll loosen their faith. But sometimes a person of another faith will ask you a question, about your own that nobody in your own has ever asked you. The Trinity is a tricky one for me. You know, mm. Jews and Muslims will say to me, we don't get how three is one. Could you tell us how, how one is three and three is one? And then I have to <laughs> go beyond You know, my, my easy metaphor. So, so it's also a great challenge to learn more about my own tradition and how I can um, talk about that to other people and listen to them while they tell me about theirs.
1: I'm Dave Cauley.
0: Yeah, uh, and that's—I uh, love both components of that. One, you don't really know what you believe or think until you have to explain it to someone who doesn't understand. Uh, but then mm-hmm. that, then that real listening. Because I, uh, when it comes to the holy envy department, uh, so much of it happens when you truly, truly listen to someone, which I think is one of the most holiest things we can do for another mm-hmm. person, especially when they're sharing mm-hmm. about their faith.
2: Yes. Yes. Yes, uh, that was one of the most fun class assignments was interview someone of another faith, but you have to lead with these three questions. What's most important to you about your faith? What story from your texts or teachings is the heart of the faith for you? And then what do other people get wrong about you most often? and And after that we're usually off to the races
0: oh I love that those are those are uh, questions we all could come back to and and in a host of different settings uh, uh which I think is also an important part of the equation, uh, I do want to make a quick note, and that is because of the uh the snow that is coming uh the event tonight is uh rather than being an in person event on the b y u campus it's going to be a virtual event, and you can mm-hmm. check that out. anybody can join that you can go to wheatley w h e a t l e y our friends at the Wheatley Institute, wheatley.byu.edu, and participate Mm -hmm. and uh, listen to Barbara Brown Taylor as she shares some of this extraordinary insight. And uh, Barbara, I'd love to have you share, uh, give us one of those wow moments, those holy envy moments uh, in your journey that uh, like were just really stunning, really surprising to you.
2: You know, the one that leaps out, I didn't know you were going to ask that, but on 9-11, we had a trip to the uh, uh, um, Masjid in Atlanta, a Muslim mosque, and debated about whether to cancel it or not in the wake of all the consternation after the Twin Towers came down. And we decided to go with the president's permission and parental permission. And when we got there, the place was just overwhelmed with media, TVs, probably 800 worshipers in the space, and that swelled by another couple hundred people from the media. So I heard my first sermon on 9-11 from a Muslim imam who called us uh, to unity, Mm. to not being run by fear. The, The students listened like they never listened to me. (laughs) And at the end of the service, I was back in the women's section, but we were mobbed by people wanting to hug us Uh, and and kiss our cheeks. And they said, thank you. Thank you for coming here and coming to see for yourself who we are. And um, I get chills even telling you about what that was like to go so afraid and end up so embraced. uh, Um,
0: Wow. Just wow. uh, Listeners, that is what Holy Envy looks like and sounds like. And uh, mm-hmm. we appreciate you sharing that. Then give us one last thought before we let you go, Barbara, uh, to mm-hmm. beat the snow. Uh, what is mm-hmm. it? What's the we always get to the therefore what uh, question on mm-hmm. this show. So when uh, you're done with the students uh, here and, and we've got students coming in from around the country uh, to, mm-hmm. to be part of this. And uh, what's the therefore what? What do you hope they do different, think different, feel different uh, after this experience?
2: No, I think always in a classroom setting, and I consider this a variation on one, um, to lead with curiosity, um, to be as ready to have a listen to someone as to have a talk with them, and also to practice um, something the world religions have in common, which is to do unto others as you have them do unto you, because I think it that's a natural path to holy envy. Um, Lead with curiosity, give other people the benefit of the doubt, and do unto them as you'd have them do unto you. So that would be my hope, and I hope they take that in ways I've never even dreamed of.
0: I love that, Uh, that curiosity, Mm -hmm. and uh, we all should do that today. Lead with curiosity and have a listen. Uh, Really (laughs) experience it. I just uh, absolutely love that. Barbara Brown Taylor, New York Times Mm bestselling author. If you want just a fantastic read, Holy Envy. Finding God in the Faith of Others. So powerful. Again, she's here part of the events at the Wheatley Institute. You can check those out online at wheatley.edu.byu. And uh, Barbara, we thank you so much for uh, giving us some things to think about and reflect on and some good, therefore, what questions to walk away with. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll continue our journey of curiosity towards holy envy, uh, and we'll do it mm-hmm. a little better because of your help. Thank you for being with us today.
2: It will warm my heart. Thank you.
0: All right. Uh, that's Barbara Brown Taylor. Uh, and again, big friends. Uh, thanks to our friends at the Wheatley Institute. Uh, this is an important conversation. Uh, would love to be the fly on the wall uh, for these students as they experience Barbara. And again, this is part of the Wheatley Institute's seventh annual student conference on religion in the public sphere. And uh, this important conversation, students will be coming from all around the country. Uh, to spend a week workshopping and uh, working that through. And uh, it's just an extraordinary effort. It's an important thing for all of us to recognize. Uh, we all have some space for some holy envy for those who might think different, look different, believe different than we do. And it's something we should lean into, not shy away from. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.